This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast. Let's talk to Ed Moyer in New York. Good evening from London. Hi, Johnny. It's been a head-scratching type of week. Uh, So many stories. Let's dive in. Yes, it certainly has been quite a week on both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Let's start with the latest inflation numbers. Consumer prices in the US rose more than expected last month in a sign that inflation is far from over. Those numbers up 8.2% in the 12 months to September, down from 8.3% in August. But despite that fall, the figure was still higher than forecast. It was a very hot report. And and I think what really stood out, we saw shelter, food, medical cost increases. Those were the primary drivers. But, you know, when when uh, you, you take a look at how the market was positioned before and after, uh, you, you could see that there was a lot of confidence that people had their handle on how high the Fed would take rates. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it seemed that the consensus before this inflation report was that the Fed would raise rates by 75 basis points at the November meeting. And then again, at, at December would be with a time we would get that downshift where they would go to 50. And some thought maybe that would be it. Maybe they would then hold. Um, I think the, the problem is that you're probably going to see that, uh, you know, after this hot inflation report, you know, a lot of traders threw out their Fed forecasts. And now, um, you know, the market is not only pricing in uh, that 75 basis point for November, but um, the debate on whether they go 75 in December is now on the table. And uh, it's easily pricing in now uh, a 25 basis point in increase in, in February. So, we basically now have another half point of rate hikes <laughs> priced in after this hot inflation report. Um, I think what's what's really troubling is that you know some of the you know the drivers you know that 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 increase in shelter prices. Um, you know the Fed is not going to stop uh, tightening until core CPI is trending lower, and the problem is that rents they make up forty percent of core. Um, Rent, you know, these price increases on rents are going to be sticky, uh, and and I think that you're probably going to expect, you know, some strong prints in the fourth quarter. Shelter, you know, prices are not moderating. Even you know, this week we we, we saw that um, you know the, the, those mortgage costs um, that that that's not also uh, you know you would think that given the the surge in yields um, that you know we would start to to see some greater signs of weakness in the housing market. Um, you know, mortgage rates surged to the highest in 20 years, 6.92%. Um, and, and I think that there's the, this this fear that, you know, we get next week a round of housing data that, yes, the housing market is cooling. It's clearly doing that. But, you know, we're not seeing the price relief, pricing relief. And that's going to complicate, um, you know, when the Fed um, is able to, to downshift to a slower pace. So um, you're, you're, you're seeing that, um, you know, inflation here is, is, uh, is very troubling right now. And, and, you know, grocery bills remain an issue. There's, there's uh, um, now a kind of a 
more volatile. Once again, we're seeing volatility with oil prices. Um, you're, you're probably going to see that. Uh, you know, it's it's this was that a down week for oil, but I think the risks are still that we could see much higher prices in the, you know, this winter. So so there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty as far as, you know, when are we going to start to see core CPI trending lower, and and that's that's going to keep the you know the risk of more Fed tightening on on the table, and and now. It looks like we're going to see the Fed funds rate easily above five percent, and that's you know something that uh, not many people were thinking just a couple months ago. That uncertainty was compounded by this report from the University of Michigan. This was one of those reports that it, it really took markets by surprise. Um, you know, the, the, this morning I thought we were going to be focused solely on retail sales and and uh, also bank earnings, but it turns out that. Uh, this this uh, Michigan <laughs> sentiment report uh, showed a think conditions were improving. Expectations also, um, you know, obviously were a little bit softer uh, given all the you know the, the global macro risk on the table. But the inflation expectations. This was the first rise that we saw since March. Um, you know, the, the one-year inflation expectations rose from 4.7% to 5.1%. Um, that is troubling. That is is going to not only mean uh, that, uh, you know, we're going to easily see the Fed raise rates above 5%, but that they're going to have to hold them there. Um, inflation expectations are critical to how um, everything gets priced. And, and uh, this one was... This was a, a very hot surprise, and and uh, you're probably going to see that uh, um, this is just more fuel onto that you know Fed rate hiking you know expectations. Um, I think you're going to see you know it you know a few months ago we were starting to see some people start to price in rate cuts um, you know possibly by that May meeting. Now you know expectations are completely gone that May will will have any hints of that. It, it looks like, uh, you know, those those rate cut cases are, are going to probably be pushed into the third quarter of next year. And, and, and I think that, you know, this getting inflation under control is, 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 is proving a lot harder than um, the Fed has initially thought. And, and I think that we'll see that um, if expectations continue to um, stay hot here, and if we don't see quickly um, signs of, of, of weakness in the economy, job losses, a labor market slowdown, um, you know, the, the risk of the Fed, you know, staying at this aggressive tightening pace is, is, is elevated. So I think that, uh, you know, this University of Michigan report is, is uh, um, what a lot of traders are going to focus on. And, and, and I think, you know, now, now the, 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 you know, I think the, the attention is going to, you know, go to Wall Street and see exactly, well, um, what's corporate America saying? And, and that's what we'll probably find out soon. Of course, it's uh, earnings season now, and we've had some excellent uh, results from JP Morgan. Pretty impressive. JP Morgan, they, you know, they, as we talk every time they kick off earnings season, they, you know, their net interest income, that, that was the, you know, that really impressed them. You know, obviously, they're they're grateful to the Fed and this this uh, um, these recent uh, rate increases uh, really helps with margins. Higher rates uh, means better returns uh, on lending. 
um, and and I, I think what you're you're, you're seeing, um, you know, JP Morgan, uh, their executives, they're you know s still saying the economy and the consumer remain robust. Uh, so uh, you know, initially, you know, in, in the morning we we, we saw um, the banks were, were were trading higher. There was a little bit of you know momentum here building that uh, okay the the economy is still spending is going to be strong. Um, and, and, and I think that you're, you're probably going to see that investors, you know, are looking at JP Morgan's results and say, okay, you know, they're, they're, you know, obviously, you know, they, they see that, um, they're, they're pretty optimistic about the consumer and, and they're, they're, they're remaining, uh, optimistic, even if the U S, uh, goes into a recession. So I think that, um, you know, they're, they're preparing for a lot of headwinds, but, but, um, overall, uh, you know, the, you know, I think the bank is is you know still very confident that uh you know they're going to have a good quarter um coming up here and 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 I think you know the you know uh, one of the things that I you know wanted to track was how are credit card delinquencies doing and you know they're still well below pre-pandemic levels so um I think that uh you know there there's still a good amount of savings in people's accounts so it looks like uh this supports the argument that the Fed could stay aggressive. Um, it does support the the case that U.S. equities will um, still have, you know, some decent consumer spending um, done this fourth quarter. Um, and and, and I, th I think that you're, you're you know, for, for, for J.P. Morgan, uh, you know, it, you know, they're not interested in competing an all-time high. You know, obviously that that's, you know, standing out and, and diamonds kind of uh, signaling that, you know, they, they anticipate that, you know, their uh, stock buybacks will return next year, um, hopefully early. Um, so, so I think it was, it was, uh, it showed you that, you know, JP Morgan is, is um, still the top bank here in the U S and, 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 you know, when you compare how um, Morgan Stanley did, they disappointed um, there, there was, you know, a couple other key results that we got um, the, uh, the, the, I guess we, we did see initial strength from Citigroup and Wells Fargo too, uh, both posting some some decent earnings beats. Um, but but I think you know you, you're you're going to see that um, you know obviously um, it it's all about what is you know what's the backdrop right now and and obviously you know the the risks are growing um, and um, you know these banks though they're it, it seems like they're they're positioning themselves properly um, and uh, you know I think you know. There's there's going to be some strains to the system. Financial stability is is uh, those concerns are, are are you know just going to grow as as we continue to see you know borrowing costs surge. But I mean I think Diamond you know even he pointed out that uh, you know even um, as we uh, you know saw the UK deal with their LDI crisis you know to him that was just a bump in the road. And I think that you're going to see that um, there's still expectations here that you know this economy is still still on solid footing and uh you know i think um you know the biggest risk still remains stagflation and the fed um having to remain very aggressive here with tightening okay let's look at the latest uh, oil numbers uh brent crude currently down just under two and three quarter percent wti around about 3.3 percent oil has been tumbling recently was that something that you expected to happen I think, you know, last week, the resurgence in COVID in China was a big red flag. I think to me that was, you know, the the next big move for oil was going to be whether or not we saw um, 
China have to go back into lockdown mode. And uh, that combined with you, you had, um, you know, there, there, there's there's signs that uh, gasoline demand is weakening. Uh, gasoline demand uh, with the latest EIA crude oil inventory report fell to the lowest level since 2020. Um, there was that, um, you know, shockingly big um, build of almost 10 million barrels, but that was mostly because of the SPR. And so, so the, you know, tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was, uh, you know, mainly um, responsible for that. But, but I think, you know, there, 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 there are signs that, uh, um, you know, the oil market is, is, uh, you know, it, 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 it had a, a decent rebound recently. And, and I think that you're, you're probably going to see that, uh, there's, there's, there's weakening demand with gasoline, with jet fuel. Um, uh, but you know, the still it, stockpiles are still very low, um, and, and I think that you're probably going to see that, um, you know, and, and I think one of the things that really caught a lot of traders' attention was, you know, exports are, you know, back to the, the, the some of the low levels we saw in the summer. Um, but I think there's, uh, there's um, you know, this big uncertainty with what will happen in the winter. And, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're seeing dramatic action by OPEC plus we're we're not anticipating the US is going to really uh, deviate from that 12 million barrel per you know production uh, pace you know that we get every month um, so so I, so I think you know oil is is uh, it's it's been hit with a lot of bad news um, is is the market still going to remain tight probably most likely um, is the risk that we're gonna see oil you know head back toward the hundred dollars on the table definitely. You, you, um, it's, uh, you know, the, the supply side still supports, uh, this market. And, and I think that, um, a lot of the, the doom and gloom was, um, accelerated by the risk aversion we saw on, on with, you know, broader markets. So, so I think, you know, the dollar move did not help, uh, commodities, especially oil. Um, but I, I think you're, you're, you know, as, as we see, um, you know, the, the markets kind of reassess, you know, what is, you know, some of the bigger risks, you know, is a U.S. recession more likely? Yes. Um, is it because the Fed's going to have to remain aggressive um, and and with tightening? Yeah, I think that's definitely the case now. And and uh, so oil is oil is going to be a volatile trade. But, um, you know, I think that uh, you'll you'll see that um, people will be a little bit more confident buying the dip on oil than they will with equities. I think that, uh, you know, stocks are. Uh, you know, the stock market's getting into a, a, you know, a position where things can get ugly very quickly. Um, S&P 500, um, you know, that it's, it's got key support at that 3,600 level that um, if that breaks, uh, you, you could see a lot of technical selling. It seems that, you know, earlier in the week we had, or yesterday we had technical buying being attributed to some of the more head scratching moves that we saw this week. Um, but, but I think, you know, market volatility, not, it's not going away anytime soon. And, uh, I think oil though, is still going to be a favorite trade for a lot of people. Meanwhile, Ed, let's talk crypto. Bitcoin is certainly doing a lot better, showing a lot more resilience at the moment. Very much so. I think this is one of the key stories of the week. We've seen crypto, um, you know, for the most part of the year is is the ultimate risky asset. You know, on, on days when we would see uh, red on the screen um, and, you know, Wall Street would, would see 
one to two percent declines the pain across cryptos would be excruciating you could see a two percent drop on the nasdaq be a five percent drop for bitcoin today the nasdaq's down um, just shy of two and a half percent and bitcoin's only down half a percentage point uh bitcoin um appears to be turning in a corner here um and bitcoin's been locked into the stabilization period for quite some time but now it looks like the selling interest the uh, a lot of the the, the big money the high frequency the trading systems the algos the um a lot of these fund managers they, they they're just not they're not betting against bitcoin as aggressively as they have as they have had this year um and and i think a lot of that has to do with you've seen such steady institutional interest come into this space it seems like every week there's some big company that's announcing um, some strategic partnership with whether it's with Coinbase or some other crypto company uh, that is is you know solidifying that there is still uh, tremendous interest in this space. Also, you, you're seeing a lot of fiat currencies under tremendous pain against the dollar, and foreign interest is also growing. And and I think what you're probably going to see is that um, you know the you know the crypto winter um it, you know you, you, you we lost over almost around 80 percent and, and now it seems that prices are, are doing pretty good right now considered um you know the weakness that we're seeing with most risky assets and i think that right now bitcoin it's hovering it, it you know it's hovering above 19 19,000. um you know is is there a catalyst um, uh, uh you know a a cryptoverse, you know, fundamental outlook that supports, you know, a, a significant move higher over the, you know, the, the next few months. Not necessarily, you know. I think we really need to see a peak in the dollar that will will drum up that interest. But um, it, it it seems that you know the you know the the, the crypto winter, um, if if we see the S and P 500 break uh, below the summer lows. If we see, you know, that capitulation, um, and, and, you know, it's, you know, a major de-risking moment. And, and if Bitcoin still is able to, to continue to show this resilience, then, then I think you'll see the, the, you know, Wall Street will say the crypto winter is over. Um, and, and there's, there's, there's a lot of long-term money that is now showing it's, uh, it's not budging just yet. And uh, that's a very promising sign for crypto. So I think it, it's, you know, the next few weeks are going to be key. Um, there, there are times when we would see um, signs of this. And, uh, you know, if the markets continue to, to, to turn red and, and, and if the selling pressure is, is broad, um, you know, that, that's a tough environment for, for, for cryptos. But um, it, this is, this is a, a very... Um, I think positive sign that um, you're, you're seeing that that resilience here, and, and I think there's 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 continued interest in the space. Um, I think it's uh, it's it's trending in the right direction as far as interest, um, and this outperformance to equities is is definitely welcome news. So um, it'll be interesting to see if this can hold up, um, and if that's the case, then um, that that you know could um, lead to that argument that maybe the crypto winter is over. Okay, Ed, um, let's look ahead to the next uh, week or so. What should we look out for in the next week? For me, uh, there's a, a big focus on China. I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, China's Congress will, will be in place. They um, the Communist Party will kick off their uh, twice a decade uh, Congress in Beijing. You'll 
Um, she will get his third term. Uh, it seems like he's never going away. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out more, possibly uh, some insights to their, their, their goals for the next five years. Um, it'll be interesting to see their take on tech. You know, they, they were trying to become a key tech hub in the world. And uh, it seems uh, deglobalization, U.S. Chinese tensions, um, and, and also their struggles with COVID have really weighed on their outlook. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get some insights to um, what major initiatives they'll have. Um, also, too, there's um, a lot of key um, uh, economic data that we'll get from China as well. So I think we'll get retail sales, which is supposed to show some, um, I think, uh, it's 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 obviously going to be weaker because of what we've seen with uh, COVID and uh, you know return to um, some lockdowns in some key areas. Uh, production activity is is supposed to somewhat stabilize. Investments are going to improve, so it'll be a big focus on China next week. Um, for the U.S., we'll have um, I think a, a close eye on earnings season as we'll, we'll we'll look to see do we get more companies that announce job layoffs i mean we don't normally talk about beyond uh meat but um you know the you know plant-based burgers uh not my <laughs> favorite uh, cuisine but uh that company announced a 19 percent um global uh workforce reduction today that's that's significant if, if we get a trend of companies signaling more economic pain is is upon us uh, you know that that could be um what's needed to uh revitalize these fed pivot calls so um that's going to be a key focal point uh, banks report uh more banks report uh at the beginning of the week uh we'll also get some key um you know i think tech is also uh you know a, a big focal point uh netflix uh will report tesla as well so those are um some high flying stocks that um will will definitely um garner some attention um with uh you know the the, the rest of the week you know we you know it's a big week for uh, inflation data from the, for the UK. Um, we'll, we'll also get uh, Canadian CPI as well, along with Eurozone. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you, you're, you're going to see um, for for a lot of in, investors that, you know, this is a, this is going to be a, a, a week where you're also have close attention with, uh, with Japan. Um, the yen has now you know, we can beyond, uh, you know, last month's prior intervention levels, how much lower are, are they going to tolerate it? You know, I mean, there, there's, there's calls that you could see 165 or 180 on, on the yen. So, um, you know, this is, I think everyone's got their eyes on that 150 level. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, does the, does, you know, Japan officials act. So that's going to be a key focal point too. Um, so, so it, it's a, it's a, it's a busy week, you know, war in Ukraine. I can't believe it's, it's taking us to the very end to it, it bring up that. Uh, but that's also going to be, um, um, you know, front and center on, on markets minds. Um, you know, Germany has a key, uh, ZAW surveys expectation report, which, uh, I think is going to be key. Um, uh, I think central bank decisions are, are a little bit quiet this week. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll Turkey, they're expected to cut rates. They're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they have rates, you know, at 12% right now. So they'll, they're looking to bring that down to 11. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a busy week. There's, um, most likely 
Uh, I bet you a, a major market moving event will probably happen. That That's something that we did not touch. <laughs> it seems that we're going to consistently get blindsided um, with these markets. And obviously, um, we can't uh, ignore the uh, uh, dramatic events that are happening uh, at Downing Street. So I think we'll pay close attention to um, um, uh, those, uh, how that evolves. And uh, no, but I think overall, it's going to be a busy week. And uh, no, looking forward to recapping it next week. Ed, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. This is the Oanda Podcast.